You're listening to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Alabama first and 10 on the 12. Again, Houston. He's got a hole. He's over. Alabama touchdown. I'm just wondering if your listeners know how good a football player you were. I can still see you playing that fullback, knocking those players out of the, out of the way. And I believe I could have run behind you. Martin, I can remember when we came to center and you were playing fullback up there. And I saw you in the weight room and watched the watch workout in the weight room. If you could pick up, you were strong enough to pick up the whole weight room. I wanted to fix it, and I run in that case didn't take Biggest, biggest mistake we ever made. The Martin Houston Show with national championship winning fullback Martin Houston. Giving you one hour of intense, hard-hitting analysis from an insider's perspective. It's time for the Martin Houston Show on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Good morning. Welcome to the Mark Houston Show on Tide 100.9 on your radio dial, the Mark Houston Show fan page on Facebook. It is a beautiful Thursday morning, and we're glad that you have chosen to make us a part of your day. Don't forget to give us a follow at Martin Houston 35 at Martin Houston 35 on Twitter. Also follow at Tide 100. Point nine on twenty one hundred nine on Twitter as well, and they will give you a great deal of information with what's happening with the Alabama Crimson Tide and high school sports around West Alabama. Also, don't forget about the Tuscaloosa Thread, TuscaloosaThread.com. No paywall. Great local content on both the sports front as well as uh, local news and so much more. Remember that this is the day that the Lord has made, so let's rejoice and be glad in it. Take some time today to notice someone, love someone, serve someone. You be the difference you want to see in the world today. Good morning, Joe. How you doing, sir? Oh, I'm doing great today, Martin. Just hanging in there, looking forward for the weekend. Oh, man, awesome. We've got a great show lined up for, for our listeners today and our viewers uh, we're going to be talking about the the new stadium here in just a quick moment. Also, uh, looking at takeaways from the game, uh, we'll do keys to victory for Alabama after a big game uh, against uh, the Missouri uh, Tigers. They'll be taking on the Texas A&M Aggies, and we'll talk about the keys to victory for Alabama as well as some of the takeaways. Maybe, maybe some of it may be observation and kind of thought-provoking questions to ask you uh, as well. So I want to encourage you as the listeners to get involved with the program this morning. Give us a call on the Taco Casa hotline at 205-342-9904. 205-342-9904. We'd love to hear from you. love to hear what you think about Alabama and the key takeaways, what their keys to victory are. And don't forget, you can uh, be a part of the score prediction contest. Need to get your scores in today. Let us hear from you who you think is going to win. And, uh, of course, the Alabama tiebreaker this week is Jalen Waddles total yards. Jalen Waddles total yards for this, including – 
what you think he'll do in the passing game, the return game as well. And that's passing yards, receiving yards, uh, I mean, receiving yards, rushing yards, as well as his special team yards. So let us know what you think as well. When I look at this particular game, uh, there, there's a lot uh, of, of excitement around it. But I think one of the bigger excitements, Joe, around this particular game is the fact that Alabama is going to be going into the new renovated Bryant-Denny Stadium. Uh, for a lot of fans, it may not be as, as big a deal uh, as, as some, but I got an opportunity yesterday to see a behind-the-scenes kind of pre-open tour of Bryant-Denny Stadium, Joe, and oh my goodness, it is um, absolutely uh, amazing. I'll, I'll start with kind of the inside and work my way out, but got a chance to see the locker room. I'm going to post a video up today uh, on Twitter of the players coming into uh, the stadium in the new Walker champion setup. Whatever length of that tunnel is, I say it's about 20 yards. Uh, it looks jet black. When you open up the doors, Joe, all of a sudden one side of it the left-hand side has a huge LED uh, wall that they're going to have videos playing. It has uh, mood lights that, that go with the, the beat of the music. Uh, it has uh, all these great sands. It's, uh, it's, it's unbelievable. If it doesn't get you hyped and ready to play, nothing will. Then they proceed down into the unbelievable uh, locker room, kind of a a big open space with some dividers, uh, dividing walls into it. Their space where they sit down, the players' ability to be able to come into the game, be comfortable, sit, have all their storage, all of those things. But the coolest thing, I'm not going to go into too much detail on it, but we got to see the place where the real business happens, Joe. Uh, Nick Saban's uh, office. Uh, and, and this is the way it was described. He said, that's where the business happens. In, in other words, uh, that's where the recruits go in and get that last little shot and that dose of, hey, we want you to come play, play for the Tide. And uh, you say yay or nay. They said that's where the closing happens. And it was a pretty neat little setup to get get opportunity to see that. Then, of course, from this fan standpoint, Joe, I don't know if you know, they, they took those already – you know, a lot of people talk about having uh, the big, big, you know, projector screens, yeah, uh, movie screens, et cetera, in their stadiums. Have you ever been to Auburn? No, I haven't. Okay. Auburn has a huge jumbotron, okay? The problem is it's on one end of the stadium, Joe. And um, my most recent trip there, uh, my son and my wife and I, we went down. And we were seated on the end where the Jumbotron was. So it's really, really huge, except for the fact that it was directly behind me. And there was no other projectors, or, or Jumbotrons, or screens in the stadium. <laughs> so if we wanted to see a replay, guess what we had to do? Turn around, look up, look past all the fans to see it. And then it didn't give you a great view because of the angle. Well, 
what they've done at Bryant Denny is they already had four great screens. They've now taken and made them 40% larger. So uh, anybody that's been to the stadium and remember how you used to go into the corner of the stadium and look out and watch the games and, and see the field and, and, and be able to watch. And one guy, the guy when he was giving us the tour said, actually, this is where everybody used to go uh, and hang out and uh, warm up. Uh, um, they were doing something they weren't supposed to be doing most of the time, smoking, but <laughs> in a non-smoking stadium. But anyway, my point behind that is you used to be able to go to the end zone, those areas, but out the Jumbotron, look out and watch the game. Can't do that anymore because the Jumbotrons, all four of them have been expanded. They are huge. And so you, no matter where you're sitting in the stadium, you'll be able to get a, a great view. And then, uh, other things that only, I guess, I'm not saying privilege in the sense of, you know, a, a negative here, Joe, but there are certain things that they did that, you know, Founders Club, which that area looks like, the, the, think of the nicest hotel you've ever been in. When you open the door and go into that section of the stadium, that's what it looks like. It literally, you, you, you no longer feel like you're inside a stadium. You literally feel like you're in the nicest most expensive, high class, upper class stadium. I mean, hotel you've ever been in, uh, and, and I'll eventually post some of those pictures when I get get permission to do so. Uh, probably this weekend after the game. One of the neat things that they came up with, Joe. Have you ever heard of? Uh, I mean, make sure if I say it, it's spelled L O G E, which Lug boxes. Lug boxes, low boxes is what I thought, but I think he, he pronounced it as Lug boxes. Have you ever heard of those? No, I'm not familiar with that. Yeah, neither was I. Uh, so, so typically when you get a, a box, Joe, what, what do you have to have? You have to have 20 plus friends, right? And a lot of money. And you get these boxes and they're closed off and they have the ability to open up into the stadium. Well, Alabama, I think they got this idea from Texas A&M, but me, you, and two other guys and gals, and they have one on each end, I think, that has five, but most of them are four, four-seater spaces. They really don't they're, – they're, they're not a box in the traditional sense. They're outside, but they're underneath the uh, overhang of the stadium. But you have individual chairs, high-back chairs that roll – and it's four four spaces, and then it has a little stand that will have like an iPad type of um, setup, and you can come in. You have a, you have a back area behind you where you can put your food, you can put uh, your your sodas or other drinks if that's what you decide to bring, and you the four of you sit kind of in that area, and then there's it's not a, a, a complete divider, but there's a little thing that divides your Lug box from the guy next to you. So what it does is it allows you know you and two or three of your friends that want to be in the game, want to have a private space, uh, personal space, I should say, but not pay the expensive cost for the box. And the iPads, Joe, you can watch. Think about, have you ever been watching a game and you're torn between wanting to see the end of that and get to the stadium a little early? 
Oh, uh, certainly, yeah. I always want to be b- bouncing around, catch, keeping up with all the action. Well, well, with this, if you're at, the, you can go to Bryant Denny early and catch the end of whichever game you want to. Yet, be in the stadium, see the players warming up and everything on your own personal uh, iPad TV show uh, type station. And then uh, behind that, it actually has a point of sales bar where you can actually walk up to it uh, and order your drinks, et cetera. And then it has a lounge area. So it's, it's unbelievable the vision behind this stadium. There was a lot of other things that they did. Uh, added some more press boxes, but those are kind of the highlights. And like I said, I think those uh, Lou boxes or whatever they're calling them, I think they were hot items and sold out almost immediately uh, because you and your boys can go hang out or you and your girls uh, can go hang out at the game, have a personal space as well, be in the stadium outdoors, outside, but not in the sun and have access to a lot of what you have uh, at home in terms of the amenities. You have personal lockers, bathrooms right there in that section. So a lot of great things happening. And the question, of course, becomes, will it matter? It may not uh, this year, but I think it's going to create an environment uh, once uh, Bryant Denny is opening back up that is unbelievable. And he said that they really did not lose amazingly lost very little capacity, even though we had been told that the capacity would go down. He said that there's still, still going to be just over 100,000 capacity in the stadium. Now, he told me, and this is something you may already have known, that capacity will still uh, include, uh, I mean, it's not just that many seats, but that many people in the stadium. So 100,000 capacity still uh, part of what Brian Denny offers. Coming back on the other side, we'll get into the game specifics. We'll look away at takeaways and observations from the Missouri game and what that means for Alabama potentially moving forward. If you want to be a part of the conversation, you can do it at 205-342-9904. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, a good Thursday morning to you. Traffic looks good around town with everything moving well. If you do see conditions, of course, give us a call, 205-886-8886. It's a brand new month and great new deals, so come on in and grab the savings now at Townsend Nissan. I'm Captain Ray. Our weather will stay dry through the weekend. A good supply of sunshine today, the high at 79. Clear and cooler tonight, the low at 49. Tomorrow and Saturday, lots of sunshine both days. Highs between 71 and 74. Sunday, sunny with a high at 77. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. Scott Smith and Southmark Design doing business for 17 plus years. Specializing in graphic design services, commercial printing, promotional products, advertising specialties, and so much more. Basically, any and everything you would need to advertise, promote, and grow your business. Through strong partnerships, strong customer service, and creative ideas they'll help you market and grow your business give scott a call at 205-292-4680 or email scott is at comcast.net and visit them online at southmarkdesign.com interact with the martin houston show by calling us at 205-342-9904 or tuning into the martin houston show on facebook
Uh, we like to play as many guys as we can at any position who can play winning football. Um, I think we played four guys. Um, and, you know, Major Tennyson would have played probably before some of those guys, but he has been sick, not COVID sick, but just, you know, a little bit. Uh, he's got an intestinal problem that has really kept him off the field for a while, but he was doing extremely well before that. But I think all these guys are capable, and, um, you know, we wanted to see what some guys could do in the game. If we had finished the game better, we could have played a lot more guys. So, um, you know, we think we have three or four guys at that position and all can contribute in some way, so we have no problem playing all of them. That's Coach Nick Saban talking about playing four tight ends, four different tight ends, uh, and would have possibly only played four, maybe five, as Major Tennyson would uh, have played as well had there not been uh, the intestinal uh, issue that he's facing and pray that that young man recovers quickly and gets back out there. I guess my takeaway or observation regarding that is should we read anything into the fact that Slade Bolden, uh, a guy, uh, we're going to talk to Pat on the, who's on the phone. Uh, going to have to ask Pat about this. Pat uh, had said Slade Bolden was going to be the guy who stepped up big time and, and that he was battling Mechie and um, Baker for reps. Didn't really see wide receivers other than the top three, Mechie and Waddle and Smith, get a lot of reps in the game. So what should we read into it that Slade Bolden played one snap and the tight ends combined for 99 total snaps, 68 offensive plays, 99 total snaps, uh, meaning that there was a lot of two tight end sets. They even saw a couple times where they had two tight ends, almost uh, kind of a formation known as diamond uh, when you have two H's in the game and a running back and kind of inverted bone, but the guys are a little closer to the offensive line. Saw that a couple times. Should we read anything into that in terms of strategy, thought process? Will Alabama use the tight end even more with Mac Jones? We've talked about that in the play action. Let's see what Pat has to say in regards to Mr. Bolden uh, only getting one snap. And should we read anything into that? Pat, you're in with the Martin Houston Show. What's on your mind, man? Hey, I might ask a question for Coach. Uh, uh, I mean, because, hey, at what we saw last year and, uh, you know, but we, there's been no spring and, you know, uh, Mechie is showing signs of uh, brilliance, as we say. Uh, but I can't understand uh, the deal with uh, our uh, Swiss Army knife. Yeah, uh, he, what are you thinking? Uh, well, I, I don't know. He averaged, I think, seven snaps a game last year. Uh, and uh, you, as well as a lot of others, expected his role to increase. And it may. It, it, it Very well, Pat. It may mean nothing. It's just an observation. Uh, I'm not saying that it means it's Slade Bolden is not going to play more snaps. That could have been something that they saw in Missouri, the way Missouri uh, current defensive 
uh, coach plays. Uh, maybe he likes to blitz a lot. Maybe, you know, maybe so maybe they wanted to have, you know, more blockers in the game. Uh, that would be your typical uh, – when, anytime you have two tight ends in the game, it's the equivalent of back in my day when you had a fullback and one tight end. So maybe – and that fullback was there to help with pass protection. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe they bite on play action and, you know, uh, tight ends can create some yeah. mismatches. So I don't, I'm not, I'm not saying that yeah. it means anything, but we'll, we'll get a little bit of a pattern uh, after Saturday. Yeah. I want to tell you, I appreciated your uh, observations on the uh, new stadium. My question is, I heard that the failed people, uh, had given permission to uh, repaint uh, the fail room pink. Uh, is that true? The who? The fail room. The, uh, you know, the uh, the visiting locker room is called the fail room. <laughs> fail was... like like fail. You're gonna fail your grades. <laughs> that, that we did not visit the uh, guest locker room, the visiting locker room. Uh, but I was told we did ask about it, and it was said there was no no upgrades made to it. So I don't know if pink would have been considered an upgrade <laughs> or not. Uh, as far as I know, there was no pink uh, uh, dressing room. I guess I can I can find out if the locker room. It wouldn't be a locker room if it's pink. I guess it would be a dressing room, but but uh, I have to check on that, Pat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm gonna give you my score real quick in case I can't get you tomorrow. Uh, I, I like I like 38 10, and uh, that uh, and was there a tiebreaker? Uh, Jalen Waddle's total yards. And Waddle's total yards. I'm gonna I'm gonna give him 125. Got because it. Because eventually somebody's gonna kick the ball to him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're they're trying hard not to, I'm sure. Hey, real quick, I, yeah, I didn't I didn't mention this uh, because I was going to mention as we were going out to break. But since you're on the line, I know you're big time recruiting. You know, Alabama already had recruiting kind of locked up in a lot of ways. Pat, one of the other yeah. things that they did was the recruiting room um, is like expanded now. Like, it looks like it's at least double the size it used to be. Uh, it has uh, a lot more, I, I call it marketing stuff. It shows like a wall with pictures and stuff with all of the national championships and then another wall with pictures and stuff with all the SEC championships. It has a, this is really cool, and I, I, I'll, I'll tweet it out. It has a wall that shows in all of the names of the guys who have played uh, on NFL rosters. Uh, it, it, they, oh, wow. <laughs> it's really, then they have an inset projector screen. One of the neat changes to the stadium is when you walk in and walk of champions, uh, where, where, when the players come in, that area where the big statue with the two players standing up uh, used to be gate one, uh, there will be no gate one. Uh, that will be the recruits patio. And that'll be blocked off. So anybody wanting to get a glimpse of the, you know, visiting recruits and things like that, where they used to have them all packed into one small area, that whole top area, if you're facing the stadium from 
University. To the right of that statue is going to be the recruits lounge, patio, et cetera. They'll watch the Walk of Champions. And then, of course, uh, uh, you heard the description I gave you, and I'll send that video out. Uh, I'll tweet that video out of the walk down into the stadium. Pat is absolutely amazing. It's like a, it looks like a literally twenty yard LED wall, wall is what it is, and they'll have recruiting videos, hype videos. They say that when they walk into the tunnel, it's going to be Coach Bryant greeting the players. So uh, I, I don't know how true all of that is, but it, it, it's, it's special. And if Alabama already had an advantage in recruiting this stadium and what the players will see and what he's done for them will, will only make it that much more hype. Uh, and then, and then the, uh, closer wearing six national championship rings. He, he has a closing room, <laughs> Pat, in the locker room is what the guy called it. It's an office, but they say that's where the business happens. They say that's where the closer wow. sits. <laughs> so it's, <laughs> okay. it's, it's impressive. It's impressive. I'll call back for Hank if I can. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Pat. All right. Uh, another quick uh, takeaway before we get out of here. Real quick, LeBron Ray, uh, Nick Saban talking about him returning. Let's get that audio and what Nick Saban had to say about LeBron Ray being back with the Tide in 2020. Well, I think it was very difficult because it was an ongoing injury, but he worked really, really hard. And, um, you know, he's a really good player. Um we're a different team if he can't play because uh, he's athletic, he can run, he's a decent pass rusher. Um, he's a guy that can do, he can play the run, he can play the point, but he's still athletic enough to play on the edge and give you some push, and he's a good inside rusher. So um, we need more guys like LeBron Ray, you know, on our team. Uh, he's got great character, competitive character. Uh, really a hard worker, sets a good example for other players. So, you know, when he's around, uh, his presence is certainly uh, felt by everybody else and certainly appreciated by us as coaches. Let's take a quick break right here on the Martin Houston Show, and when we come back, we'll be joined by Hank Sal, 24-7 sports recruiting uh, recruiting expert. You're listening to the Martin Houston Show right here on Tide 100.9. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Towns of Nissan Traffic Center, we got a wreck on 359 southbound before the 35th Street exit is blocking the left two lanes. Emergency crews are on the scene, so you could expect delays. Everything else around town moving well, but if you see conditions, of course, give us a call. It's a brand new month and great new deals, so come on in and grab the savings now at Towns of Nissan. I'm Captain Ray. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show, and I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, Overflow Express Wash. Their mission is to provide great customer service with a showroom clean car and an exceptional customer service experience. They have the basic car wash that starts at $7, but you need to check out the premium wash packages, which start as low as $12 and go up to $20. They also have a membership wash club that you can get for starting at $23.99, going up to $39.99. In other words, just double 
the regular premium package, drop a penny, and you can be one of the great members of Overflow Express Wash. My family and I keep our cars looking good inside and out by using Overflow Express Wash. They're located on Skyland Boulevard right next door to Alabama One, or you can find them online at overflowexpresswash.com. Andy Phillips and his team look forward to making you a part of their team. Nick Saban calls it the process. John Maxwell said that everything rises and falls on it. And Coach Wooden said it's what you learn after you think you know it all that makes the difference. What am I talking about? Leadership and personal development. Is your organization, your school, your church, your family, are they receiving the proper level of leadership development and personal development? If not, the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring can help you with that. We have our pep talks, which is a one to one and a half hour lunch and learn, which we can customize to meet your needs. Or we have some topics that we present that we know can help your organization. And if you're looking for one-on-one mentoring and coaching, we can also assist you with that. Visit peptalks35.com. That's peptalks35.com. Or send an email to martin at martinhouston.org. That's the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring. Welcome back to the Martin Houston Show. The sound of Bama sports. Your show. Your team. On your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Revolution show on Tide 100.9 is now time for us to catch up with Hank South, 247 Bama online recruiting guru. Good morning, Hank. How you doing, sir? Hey, good morning, Martin. How's it going? I'm doing well, doing well. I, I toss it to you to give us an update on what's the latest in the news with the Alabama Crimson Tide from a football standpoint. Yeah, you know, uh, it, it's been kind of a, you know, around that September, it was, it was fairly quiet on the recruiting front. Um, obviously, uh, I believe it was just one commitment throughout the month, if I'm remembering it correctly, and Robbie Oot, the tight end from South Carolina, uh, it, it was a pretty big, busy August with, with several commitments, uh, obviously busy June and July. Um, but as September started the season, um, you know, got into swing, you know, obviously a little bit of the focus shifts to, uh, or, you know, a lot of the focus shifts to the actual football season, but there's certainly still, um, um, you know, a lot of, uh, focus on recruiting and finishing out the class. I know Nick Saban said in, uh, his radio show last week that, uh, there was three spots left in the class. Um, to fill, so that was kind of a uh, a note of significance there. Um, but beyond that, you know, um, the dead period's been extended, so that there's no visits at least at this point until um, at least January first, and, and even then, you know, that's typically a dead period then. Um, so you know, we'll we'll see how October goes. There, there's a few kids that are set to announce this month. A guy like Amarius Mims. Um, Christian Zachary, you know, we've always been on Jaquincy McKinstry watch for, for a while. Um, so, yeah, that, that's pretty much where things stand at this point. Bama's still at number one in the nation um, in the recruiting class as well. That's Hank South, 247 Sports, Bama Online Recruiting. Hank, uh, Pat is on the line. Pat, you're in with Hank South, 247 Sports, Bama Online Recruiting, and the Martin Houston Show. What's on your mind? Good morning, Hank. Uh, America said that he was going to make another trip 
back to his uh, top schools in Alabama, being one of them. Uh, he's coming up two weeks from today, just about as when he's going to announce. Uh, when is that visit supposed to take? I mean, even though it's on his dime, uh, any idea when that visit is supposed to take place? So he told me on, what's today, Thursday, he told me on Monday or Tuesday that it was going to be next weekend. Uh, so that's the last weekend before his announcement, which is pretty significant, I think, if he actually follows through and makes that trip. I believe he's supposed to go to Tennessee this weekend. Um, obviously, he was back in Georgia last weekend and Auburn the weekend before. So it looks like Bama um, will get him on campus that last weekend. But obviously, you know, they'll be on the road. Um, not that he can meet with the staff anyway, but um, so, you know, we'll see if he follows through and takes that trip. You know, I'm not sure if it's going to be an overnight stay, if he's just going to go on Saturday or what the actual plan is, um, for what he's going to do, but, um, looks like next weekend. And then, you know, that, that, I think that's October 10th or 11th. And then his decision is, um, October 14th. So we'll be keeping an eye on that. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, uh, one other uh, quick question. Uh, are we going to get a uh, a D-back, and which one of the D-backs are you predicting that we're going to get? Because yeah, that's you know, what, I, I, uh, to me, it's the most important need. Yeah, I, I think Bimmel will certainly get at least one more defensive back. Um, you know, Quincy McKinstry is still out there. Um, I, I think there's been – more Auburn buzz in the last couple months than there has been Alabama, but you know he hasn't made a commitment yet. You know he, he he's thinking it all through. I think Bama's still very much in it for him. I haven't moved my pick off Bama yet. I don't feel very confident about it at this point, but I just haven't had enough yet just to push it off Bama to Auburn. Um, but I think he's a very realistic option. I think Terry and Arnold is a very realistic option. Everyone seems to have just written them off to Georgia or Florida, um, but I think I think Bama's still very very much in it for him, um, you know, as, as schools that, that could, could land him was all, all of a sudden done. So those are the two guys I'm kind of watching closest. And then there, there's some other guys, you know, Jordan Gilbert out of uh, out of Louisiana, even Sage Ryan, you know, the, the LSU legacy, um, you know, he, he's, he's getting set to put out a top two, and I think I think Ben will be in that as well. So um, the, the, uh, the, the guys. Yeah, yeah Sage was my uh, – uh, what was my thing was it was had the ships sailed on Sage Ryan? No, I don't think so. You know, I, I think if he was such an LSU lock, he'd be committed to LSU at this point. Um, you know, I still think, I mean, I think he's going to commit to LSU, um, but I think he's seriously listening to Alabama. You know, we we talked to him a couple of weeks ago, and you know, he said he talks to Bama every day. He said that uh, you know when he he, he talk, when he talks to Saban, Saban's told him he, he's one of his favorite recruits to talk to. Um, so the, the relationship's there. They've recruited him really hard. Uh, he likes Bama a lot. So, you know, it's hard to kind of look past those ties to LSU that he has and obviously being in the state. So, uh, you know, we're, we're watching it, but uh, I think Bama's in it. Uh, but I think he's, he's probably going to end up at LSU still. Okay. And then, well, if I, hey, it continues to fall apart down there, hey, who knows what may happen. <laughs> All right. Hey, yeah. have a blessed day, fellas. Thank y'all for your Thanks, Pat. Speaking of that, uh, Hank, uh, the LSU game, um, the, these young players stay so connected uh, and they all want to be on championship quality teams, et cetera. Uh, did you get any feedback from recruits uh, in terms of what they saw in terms of Mississippi State and LSU? Yeah, I, I 
not yeah, I, I, not much. Um, you know, I wasn't asked them about that as much as I was kind of the you know the what they thought I was seeing Bama for the first time um, this season. Um, but yeah, I mean that if if that kind of thing continues on this season, I, I think everyone kind of expected LSU to obviously not be exactly the same as they were last season uh, in terms of you know going undefeated and and putting up all the numbers. But um, you know I, that, that if that continues on, if they you know continue to give up big numbers, uh, you know lose a few more games, I, I think that could certainly play um, a role in decisions. I, I was thinking about it the other day, you know with how virtual recruiting is, um, you know, games on TV are, are going to be a big recruiting tool this, this fall, um, more so than maybe they usually are um, in a normal year. Um, so, yeah, you know, if, if, if LSU continues to struggle, if they're not showing a lot on the field, you know, maybe that plays decisions that are close. You know, a guy like Brian Thomas that, you know, has been kind of a 50-50 recruit when it feels like, um, you know, does, does he see a better chance at Alabama? Than, than uh, he sees at LSU um, going forward before he makes a decision. Um, you know, we just talked about Sage Ryan. You know, obviously, I, I think you know, he, he's like I said. I think he's leading to LSU still. But um, you know, if they, if they lose four or five games, you know, does, does that kind of sway him a little bit? We'll see. It'll it'll be interesting to follow. And speaking of what they thought of Bama, you know, we've had the situation in the last few years where. Uh, going back to Jalen Hurts and people concerned about his ability uh, to get the ball to the wide receivers. And then we had Tua Tungvaloa where everybody wanted to come play with him. Uh, did you hear any of uh, the the players, specifically uh, the wide receiver commits, uh, Hall being one with you know his most recent game-winning catch, did he have anything to say about what he saw from the offense, what he saw from Mac Jones? Uh, in this scene, um, I Hall uh, did not say anything. Uh, he, he's not. He doesn't do too many interviews. So that's not a huge shock. I, I, I think you know. I think he probably isn't very concerned about the direction things are going. Uh, I, I talked to Jacory Brooks, the five-star receiver. Uh, he told me uh, he couldn't even. He didn't wasn't able to watch the game. They were traveling back to Tennessee after their their game on uh, on Friday night, but uh, he said he was keeping up with the score. He said, I'm in love with the offense. Um, hope you'll be able to watch it live next time, um, full tide. So um, he, Christian Leary, uh, they're, they're, I mean, they're, they're excited about the opportunity to, to uh, eventually play with Bryce and, and, and be in that offense. Um, so, uh, and I'm sure, you know, as I like what he saw too um, from Mac Jones and all that. So I, I don't, I think they only help themselves with uh, with their offensive target in, in, in the class. Flipping over to the other side, when you look at defense, um, being a uh, high school coach, uh, get the opportunity to occasionally see film on some of these Alabama recruits. Uh, saw uh, Lawson last week as we were preparing for Gordo and uh, I mean, he is he is um, he is going to be unbelievable. I think at the next level, but uh, just a play we saw uh, Ramsey High High School playing Tim Keenan. I know he's a three star, but he made a play, Hank, uh, on film. Uh, he hit the he hit the center, knocked the center. Into the quarterback, they both landed five, and I'm not exaggerating, five yards from the line of scrimmage, 
and then he tackled the running back for a five-yard loss. Uh, what is Alabama getting in Tim Keenan? I know he's a three-star, but is this another one of those Nick Saban, you know, guys that's just, you know, not as highly ranked as he is productive? Yeah, yeah, I mean, just a, just a bulldozer. Um, and I, I saw that play. I think he tweeted it as well. I mean, it was an odd time to go under center, it seems like, <laughs> when, uh, when you're playing Tim Keenan right there. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, there, there hasn't been, I mean, Bama gets the most out of the kind of lower ranked Birmingham defensive lineman, it feels like. And, you know, you look at Quentin Williams, obviously he was, he was a four star, um, by our rank, but still, you know, outside the top 100, um, you know, DJ Dale, just outside of Birmingham, uh, you know, they, they get, um, they get a lot out of those guys. And, you know, Bama's recruited Tim Keenan for a long time. Um, you know, there was some thought kind of building up to his commitment that he was going to end up at Georgia. Like, for whatever reason, a lot of people didn't think Bama really wanted Tim Keenan. Uh, but, you know, they did, obviously. Um, uh, he, he, he chose Bama over Georgia. LSU was in it. You know, a lot of schools were after him. Um, but, yeah, you watch his tape and, you know, he, he flashes um, plays like that and, and you kind of just see the potential um, and, you know, see what Bama sees in him. He, he moves really well for that side. He's a really, really big, stout kid. Um, but that doesn't really limit his, uh, his, his movement or, you know, um, you know, his ability to get in the backfield and fire off the ball. So there's a lot to like about him. You know, you get him in the strength conditioning program at Alabama. Um, and, and, you know, I, I think he could, he could eventually blossom into, into a pretty good player. Let's switch gears. Speaking with Hank South, 247 Sports, Bama online, uh, recruiting. When we spoke last week, you were saying that Alabama may get a commitment in basketball. Tell us what, what they got uh, in their most recent commitment. Yeah, ended up going Bama's way. Jusson Holt, um, the four-star small forward from Georgia. He's 6'6", 200 pounds. Um, athlete, um, you know, a guy – I feel like all the guys um, that they've recruited, you know, that have committed in, in 2020 prior to this and then 2021, they can kind of – do it all. Uh, you know, they could score, they could defend, they can run all over the court, they could guard all the positions. Um, and, and, you know, that's kind of what, what, uh, NATO seemed to look for with, with, uh, with their style of play. So, um, Jusson committed to, to Alabama over, you know, several, you know, notable programs. You know, Xavier, um, I think he took an official visit to Washington at one point, um, prior to the coronavirus, um, shut down. I think he went to Wake Forest. So, had some uh, had some big suitors after him. Chose Bama, chose Nate Oates. Um, Antoine Petway was lead recruiter, um, and you know, really quality quality player to get on board as the first commitment in the twenty twenty one class. Nate Oates doing some really really good things in terms of recruiting and basketball. Uh, Nick Saban continues what he's doing. What's next for either one of these programs, the football or the basketball program, in terms of recruiting? Yeah, you know, there actually was a pretty big note this week, um, or an update for basketball. Um, J.D. Davison, who's the, the five-star point guard um, from within the state of Alabama, uh, number one point guard in the nation, he was set to make a commitment on Halloween um, between his top six, so about a month from now, but he uh, he is now planning to announce a decision on Saturday. Um, so that's that's a pretty big, pretty big move and, and change in timeline um, that the schools that have been mentioned most throughout it, um, it feels like, you know, Alabama, Auburn, you know, LSU has been in it as well, but 
So it looks like it's an in-state battle heading into uh, heading into the weekend. Um, I'm not really ready to make a prediction yet. Um, you know, still eight hours out. Hopefully, we can beforehand. But um, Bama is certainly in it for JD Davison. Obviously, you know he's been to campus before. Um, he, he's he's very familiar with the staff, and, and they've been pressing for him really, really hard. Um, so you know, we'll see what happens with that. But um, sounds like Bama is very much in the thick of it ahead of Saturday. You know, facing off with Auburn for JD Davison. Good news for the Tide. Uh, hopefully they can get another commitment back-to-back. It seems like Nate Oates and Nick Saban seem to play off of each other uh, with the recruiting. Uh, and, of course, you know, uh, it'd be great if we could bring these kids into campus to help close. But that's not the case with the COVID-19 world. Hank, tell our listeners what you got coming up and where they can find you. Yeah, you know, uh, there's always great content on Bama Online. Um, obviously, the Texas a this week, our guys have been turning out a lot of really good team content, uh, good stories on the site. Um, recruiting will continue on. Yeah, there, there are just a few spots left, but you know, there's, there's plenty of guys what we're talking about. And obviously, moving beyond just 2021, there, there's underclassmen we're writing about as well. So, good time to join. If you sign up today, it's, uh, it's a dollar for your first month. So, you can give it a shot for the month of October and hopefully stick around after that. Give it a shot. That's Bama Online, Bama Online Recruiting. Guru Hank South joins us every Thursday uh, in the second half. It's kickoff the third quarter. And so make sure you make plans. If you have any recruiting questions and want to be in the know, join us every Thursday uh, at 630. Thanks, Hank. We appreciate you, sir. Yeah, of course. Thanks, Mark. All right. That's Hank South. Follow at Hank South 247. Come back on the other side. We'll put the finishing touches on this edition of the Martin Houston Show with the two-minute warning. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we got a wreck on 359 southbound before the 35th Street exit is blocking the left two lanes. Emergency crews are on the scene, so you can expect delays. Everything else around town moving well, but if you see conditions, of course, give us a call. It's a brand new month and great new deals, so come on in and grab the savings now at Townsend Nissan. I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good morning. Mercedes is adding another assembly plant to its massive site in Vance, and it's bringing 373 technology jobs with it. The parts assembly and sequencing plant will be located on Will Walker Road. The facility will assemble Mercedes' new electric vehicle. Take your face mask with you when you head out the door this morning. Governor Ivey has extended the statewide mask mandate and safer at home order until Sunday, November 8. Keep up with all the local news by clicking on TuscaloosaThread.com. Don Hartley, Town Square Media, Tuscaloosa. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show. And I want to tell you about Tuscaloosa Custom Carving. If you're looking for a way to add value to your home, make your flower beds pop, make your landscaping stand out from your neighbors, then Tuscaloosa Custom Carving can help you do just that. They have numerous styles, but they feature the Moroccan Stone Curb Series, which includes four great styles and unlimited color choices. That's Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing. They are the one that can help you stand out from your neighbors. Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, 205-331-6823. You may also find yourself with the need for a custom size stone or, or custom shaped stone. Then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help with that as well. Paul Fuller and his team are waiting on your call right now for that free quote. And if you tell them that Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show told you to stop by, you'll get a big discount. So call Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing at 205-331-6823 
or visit them online at Tuscaloosa Custom Carving, LLC. The sound of Bama sports. Your show, your team, the Martin Houston Show, on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
the Alabama defense had four sacks. Okay, four sacks in that game. Uh, and this team wants to run the ball. They didn't throw the ball a lot. They threw it a, a lot more down the stretch as they fell behind. But Alabama created four sacks. Okay, last year they created two, just under two and a half sacks per game for a total. Last year, total sacks all of last year, uh, thirty-two sacks. They're on track if they have if we play eleven games to have forty-four sacks. So as we go into this week, can they keep that up? Can this defense be a defense that creates pressure, that creates sacks, that rushes the passer? Because we're going to need that. We, we Our young secondary did good against Missouri, but we're going to be tested a lot more in the passing game uh, this week, I think, as well as as we move throughout the season. We're going to be tested a lot more in for the young secondary to get to where it needs to be, I think it's going to be huge that the defensive line, front seven, continue to create those pressures. And, of course, one of those sacks actually came from Josh Joe, one of the new starters in the secondary. So, Alabama, week one takeaways, really quick, week one takeaways. Tight end used a lot more than reserve wide receivers. Four guys playing 99 total plays. Uh, you got a lot of pressure on the quarterback. Need to continue to do that. LeBron Ray's return is huge for the Alabama Crimson Tide. As we wrap up this edition of the Martin Houston Show, I want to invite you back tomorrow to join us for uh, your score prediction, as well as uh, make sure that you come back to hear the takeaway. Deal, no deal, uh, as well as giving grades to Alabama and making a prediction for Alabama versus Texas A&M. I'm Martin Houston. That's Joe Gaither. This is the Martin Houston Show. Remember this, trust in the Lord always, and not your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. Roll Tide. Thank 